We welcome uh, Ben Hartsock now, who not only used to play for the Carolina Panthers as a 10-year NFL vet, but he's also a college football host on Sirius XM Radio, also part of Big Ten Radio. Ben, thanks so much for the time, man. How are you? Absolutely thrilled to be here. It's, uh, it's good memories of my time in Charlotte playing for Carolina. It was the, it was the end of my career and uh, d- different phases through different uh, parts of NFL careers. I was blessed to play as long as I did. But at the end, you're pretty hardened. By, by, I played my eighth, ninth, <laughs> and tenth seasons with Carolina. And you kind of see the game for what it is, and you kind of accept it, right? You're a mercenary. I was a hired gun. I played for five teams over ten years. And by the end, I kind of knew what, what the deal was. But I also, at the end, I got to enjoy – some of the sweetness, because guys like me and Jordan Gross, who's one of the all-time greats, and, and Ryan Khalil, we, and, uh, we, we knew that the end was near, and we kind of smelled the roses a little bit. So fond, fond memories of my time with the Carolina Panthers. Well, and this is one of the bigger reasons I wanted to have you on, Ben, because I, I know we were talking about this on our way to the airport. We were up there for the Army-Navy game. It was a great time, and then we started talking about the Panthers. You were there when Cam Newton was a rookie. That was your first year with the Panthers. That was Cam's first season in the NFL. And so you got to see this team go six wins with a rookie QB, take the next step. You get seven wins the next year. You go seven and nine. And then you get to see this team your last year with the Panthers is 2013. When that team finishes 12 and four, you actually get to the playoffs. And so you were there right at the start of the rebuild to really, I don't want to say the end of it, but that was the time that they actually hit the promised land. What was that sequence like? Like, how were you guys as a team able in those three years to make so much progress to the point where in a three-year span, you go from rebuilding to a team that had 12 wins and you're getting into the postseason? Yeah, there's some real magic there and, and a couple different threads. One, watching Ron Rivera. It was his first year being a head coach, his first time being a head coach. And so watching him from year one to year three when I left, and even since uh, I've gotten out of the game watching him mature, he had to figure out, what am I going to be? Because I I learned this about coaching. I learned this from Albert Breer, writes for Sports Illustrated. He kind of gave a backhanded compliment. He said, I don't know how smart football players are, (laughs) but they see through BS quicker than anybody else he knows. And I I always equate that to coaches, that the best coaches that I played for had complete – understanding of who they are and how they led as a coach. And so the two extremes for me, I played for Tony Dungy, who's on one end of the coaching spectrum, and then Rex Ryan with the New York Jets. Both of those coaches were very, very different in their approach to coaching, Rex being a chest-thumping bar fighter and and Tony Dungy being more quiet and mild-mannered, but they both had success as coaches. Coach Rivera came in, and he had been a coordinator for all those years. He had to figure out, hey, am I – Am I going to be a player coach, meaning hanging around the locker room, cutting it up with the fellas, or am I going to be an authoritarian like Bill Belichick? And that first year, he kind of swung back and forth between the two. But he finally figured out, you know, he had to pick a lane. And he found that lane being becoming Riverboat Ron and being a little more approachable, but hard-nosed nonetheless. But the struggles of year one was one week Coach Rivera would say, uh, you know, hang around the locker room, cut it up with the fellas, and then the next week he would be pounding the podium in the team meeting room saying, I'll cut every last one of you. Those things can't exist simultaneously. So watching him evolve and then watching Cam Newton evolve, who the first year 
in that locker room with Rob Chudzinski, Cam was acting out what he thought a first number one overall pick should be. Well-intentioned, but it wasn't him. He, he, you know, that was when he would hang the towel over his head when things went wrong, and and he was trying to, uh, to, 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 to portray what he thought he should be. And as by year three, I had, I, you know, Cam wasn't full foxtail Cam by the time I left. It was more <laughs> later down the road, but he figured out who he was and and eventually became an MVP. And so watching those, those guys, those specific two evolve, were part of the keys to the evolution to get Carolina all the way ultimately to a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the, the guys like having guys like like Luke Keekley is, uh, you know, you can't overstate. Guys like Greg Olson, you can't overstate. Guys like Steve Smith. But the evolution of, of teams, and it's always, there are so many examples of building a roster that it's, it's more art than science. That, that you don't know, everybody knew about Cam's ability, but it was the, between the ears. It was his confidence. It was his own, his own DNA that had to ultimately get evolved before Carolina become, could, could get unlocked and get all the way to a Super Bowl game. And Ben, I did want to ask you this too. You played with a lot of rookie QBs. It's actually amazing. Like You might know what yeah. it's like playing for a rookie QB better than anybody to ever do it. After playing with Peyton Manning in 04, you played with Vince Young, Matt Ryan, Mark Sanchez, and then Cam Newton in your 10-year NFL, yeah. NFL career. What kind of advice would you give to pass catchers or the offensive linemen, really anybody on a team that's trying to bring along a first-round pick at quarterback in their rookie year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's interesting. You, you've point out that stat because it's clearly a testament to my nurturing uh, nature that that team saw that I had a nurturing presence and brought me in for all those rookies. Uh, but, but each one of those guys were incredibly talented because they were all first round, high first round draft picks. And, and I will point to, I was making this point when we got cut off about EJ, is, is his greatest, the reason why he's one of my all-time favorite guys, I would point to being maybe the why the reason he ultimately didn't have the NFL career he wanted. That, that the greatest quarterback, being able to play with Peyton Manning, uh, was, was awesome. And he's an amazing guy, approachable and great. He's the exception to the rule. But at the end of the day, the great quarterbacks are, al- are alphas, and they know it. And their, their ability to navigate that is a, a comfort to a football team. Sometimes it doesn't make it very easy to get along with guys. That's why you hear of all the the prima donna stereotypes that come with being a, a quarterback. And so there's a direct conflict with being down-to-earth and approachable often is to the detriment of being able to lead a group of football players uh, into an NFL championship. But a guy, the guy that I got to see up close that did it the best was Matt Ryan. When Matt Ryan, I mentioned Cam struggled initially, but he figured it out. Mark Sanchez never really ever found it. Uh, Vince Young was a little naughty. It didn't have the focus and it didn't pan out. But for Matt Ryan... Matt Ryan navigated the rookie experience of, I was brought here to be the face of this franchise, and I will wear it. But at the same time, I recognize that I'm a rookie, and I'm in the room with Lawyer Malloy and Brian Fennerin and, and Tyson Clavo, and, and I have to pay my dues and earn the respect of this locker room. And so during spring uh, minicamp and OTAs, Matt Ryan, he put the time in. He carried pads, and he did the rookie things, and he sang the song when we told him to. But he put the work in and quickly earned the respect of knowing the offense inside out, upside down, and executing the offense at a high level and ultimately demanding 
among veterans a decade or more in the league longer than out route. What do I desire uh, in a slant route and communicating that? And so from the, the OTAs in spring when we first met Matt to his first training camp, by the, by the time training camp re, we came around, we all said, that's our quarterback. And he would bark and call out veteran players when they weren't uh, doing the right thing. It was real magic that he had the, the confidence and self-assurance in himself to be able to call and know uh, what he was put there to do, but simultaneously recognizing I am the rookie, I do have some dues to pay here, and navigating that each and every way. I, I don't know Bryce Young from Adam. He strikes me as a very likable, well-natured young man. I would encourage upon him to say, you are the alpha, and don't be afraid to grab someone's face mask if you feel like it's necessary to do so. Yeah, 